0: Well, good morning, North Point family. Uh, today, we're going to continue our talk about what it means to live as a scattered sanctuary, to go out with the message of reconciliation with God because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Uh, this week, we're going to be reading uh, from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verses 19 to 23, which is a letter that Paul wrote to a group of Christians that lived in Corinth. Uh, first, a little background on Paul. Uh, Paul was born in Tarsus, which was the Roman capital of the province of uh, Celsia, which is located just north of Israel. Paul was born a Roman citizen. And this is possibly because his grandfather served 25 years or more uh, in the Roman military. Uh, and his, in his letters, Paul refers to various Romans as his relatives. So Paul lived in the cultural transition tradition of being a Roman. In his letters to the Christians in the Greek city of Philippi, uh, Paul also refers to himself as, as a Hebrew of the Hebrews. And, and here and in other letters, a Pharisee born to Pharisees. So Paul lived in the religious tradition of a Jew. Now we know that Paul's cultural and religious backgrounds, uh, let's let's read a little bit about what, what Paul has to say to us in First Corinthians chapter 9, started at verse 19. Let's read together. Here's what it says. It says, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible to the Jews. I become like a Jew to win the Jews to those under the law. I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. So as to win those under the law to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this all for the sake of the gospel that I may share in his blessings. Now, I was really struggling uh, with what Paul was getting at uh, until uh, God led me to this really good book uh, by, by D.A. Carson, uh, it's called The Cross and Christian Ministry. Uh, and it really talks at length about these verses. And one of the things that was really important for me to hear uh, is D.A. says that Paul uh, doesn't lead with his religious or cultural background. Uh, and the reason for that is because they'd be a barrier to those that that don't share the same religious uh, or or cultural history that, that Paul may have. Uh, I, I know in my life I have a, a very uniform uh, what I would, what I would consider to be, uh, a cultural background. Uh, I'm a pretty big genealogy nerd. Uh, and I've done some research on close to 2000 of my ancestors, uh, and they can all pretty well be traced back to Western Europe, uh, and various areas around there. Uh, and for the most part, uh, all of them have had made their way to North America, some as early as two boats after the Mayflower. And so my learned cultural tradition tells me uh, that that those I interact with uh, tend to be those with a a uniform cultural background to mine. Uh, And so often I've come to realize the the music I listen to, the movies I watch, the friends I hang out with, all that stuff tends to reflect my cultural background. Uh, A harder thing for me to wrestle through and and to, to admit uh, is that I have a, a, a very uniform uh, religious background as well. So when I went through the similar genealogy uh, on these ancestors, uh, it just had all kinds of, of uh, pastors and elders and missionaries, but sort of uniformly they were—they all came from some kind of, of Protestant background, uh, whatever that was. And, and I, I knew that because right on the census data, it tells me uh, what, what background they had, whether it was, you know, Methodist or Baptist or Lutheran or whatever it was, uh, all pretty well in the same camps. Uh, and so uh, by the same token, my learned religious tradition uh, sort of tells me uh, that, that who, who makes up my church, my church family uh, often becomes a collection of, of people that have a fairly similar uh, religious background as me. And so often we have to talk about that in our Christian culture too, that uh, the music I listen to uh, the, the, the movies of the, my childhood, the McGee and me's and the salties of the world. Uh, and even the friends I made in the church community were very reflective of my religious background. And so much of this has, has come to light, uh, over, over a summer. I think that we've all had to take some hard looks at, at how we, the lens we look through our world, the, the culture we look through it. Uh, and so, uh, experience I had, I work at Ambrose University, and so what we did was was every member uh, of the staff and faculty, uh, we basically spent a day uh, going through a, an assessment of of our cultural and religious background, and how that shapes how we look at the world. And so it was really eye opening uh, for me. I, I think really uh, helped me to remind me that the lens that I may be viewing things and and just. Uh, one of the pieces there is to move from sort of this minimization into uh, adaptation, and that's what we're talking about this morning: is this idea of of being adaptable for Jesus. And so, uh, I, I want to look a little more uh, into Paul and see uh, what exactly makes Paul so adaptable uh, in in how he and how he shares the gospel. Uh, Dia Carson explains it this way: uh, he says Paul sees himself in a third position from which he has to adapt to win the Jews on the one hand and the Romans on the other. This is really important for me to see because uh, what I can see here is Paul is humbly doing everything he can to make sure that his cultural and religious background isn't the stumbling block to win people to Jesus. And it's interesting that the word win is used in here. What does Paul mean when he says win people to Jesus? Well, the word that Paul uses is not a very common word. Uh, it can be translated as both win and gain. Really, the only other time Paul uses this word is in Philippians, where he says that everything else, else is worthless compared to gaining Christ. And so for Paul, knowing Jesus Christ as his Lord uh, had become the only thing that truly mattered to Paul. And so really, he's he's trying to... to have others experience Jesus as Lord, like he's experienced. Uh, Dee in his his book, he he sort of goes on to explain uh, that, that we can live in this third position uh, when we embrace the word became. Now, Paul could have gone out here and said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a Jew. That's my, that's my religious identity. That's who I am. Uh, But instead he lives in this third person. And he says he became a Jew to win the Jews. Uh, the, the sort of the heading title, uh, in the new living translation of first Corinthians nine is, it says Paul gives up his rights. And I think that's the best title for that. Uh, why does Paul give up his rights as a, as a Roman citizen, as a, as a Pharisee among Pharisees, as, as a Jew? Uh, I believe because doing so, uh, he thinks he can most win people to Jesus. And Jesus is really uh, the ultimate example for this that I can see uh, of, of someone who, who lives as embodies this. Jesus is is the hero of our story. He's the example of this. And I I just encourage you, even if we think back to our, our sermon series from a few, few months ago, uh, it just shows how Jesus is this ultimate example of giving up his rights for us. Uh, what it says in, in Philippians is it says, Jesus made himself nothing, became a servant, humbled himself, and became obedient to death so that we can be reconciled to God through the sacrifice of Jesus. Uh, th- this, this reminder uh, is really just highlighted by Paul uh, at the end of this passage here. And I just love what what it says here. Uh, and it's really the, the theme of what we've been talking about here. He says, I've become all things to all people. So that by all possible means, I might save some. I do this all for the sake of the gospel. that I may share in its blessings. I think there's another important truth to pick up here. Uh, when he says, I've become all things to all people. So, but that by all possible means, I may save some. He doesn't say here, I'll, I would save all. And I think the important distinction here is that what we're called to do, what we're asked to do uh, in obedience out of our love for Jesus is we're really always the ones being called to, to say these things, to, to get, to humbly put our rights aside, put, put our background identity, whatever that is, uh, and, and to put Christ central in our in our lives. And as we're doing that, I think it's just so crucial that we understand uh, that, that not everyone is going, uh, is going to accept. And, and I think that's a hard thing often for us as Christians uh, that, that we need to come to the realization that, that they, they, that God's working in their hearts. And so they're choosing to follow him or not. It's, it's, it's our, our task is just one of obedience so I really believe that, that we need to do everything that we can uh, to humble ourselves, uh, seek to build bridges with people uh, that, that we, may, we may haven't built a bridge before uh, because maybe some cultural or some, some religious background. Uh, and then that will give us an opportunity to share the life-changing truth of the gospel with them. Uh, and truly by putting them first, uh, we give them more of an opportunity to be open to the gospel because we want them to be saved. We do this so that we can share in the blessing of the life, life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for your word. Uh, God, this is challenging. This is a, a challenging passage because, God, it uh, it speaks at often the heart of who we think our identity is, whether that's religious or cultural or what that is. And, God, I pray for each one of us that even today we would, uh, just like you did, Jesus, we would... Uh, in humility, uh, just cast uh, our own agenda or perspectives or whatever to the side, God, and and, and that we would just focus on you. That we would uh, would just humbly seek to be that. And God, I just thank you for just for our our community, for for those that are just watching wherever and whenever that may be. That God, that uh, your word, uh, your word would be impacting them, and your word would be changing lives. And we give you all the glory for what you're going to do. We just pray things in your name. Amen. Thanks.